You are now listening to Mark Pritchett of North Ridge Church. For more information, please visit NorthRidgeChurchOfThomaston.com. Always remember, no matter what you've done, your sin is never greater than our God. Come on now. Come on, give him praise. He's worthy this morning. Amen and amen. Before you take your seat, reach your right hand up and hold it up real high. Put it on the shoulder of the person next to you, right around the nap of their neck. Make it real weird and just massage them and look at them and say, it's going to be a good year. Y'all may be seated. God bless you. Love to keep it good and weird. Awesome. I would tell you to turn to a scripture, but today we're just going to be all in it. It's like ragu. It's in there. It's all good. Look to your neighbor say it's all good. I uh, had an amazing uh, time in the last couple of days. Uh, Stephanie and I had the privilege of going to uh, Liberty University and, and speaking for a couple of nights at uh, their Winterfest event. And, and I'm just absolutely blown away at the hospitality of this great Christian in- institution. And uh, we, are, we are running on Holy Ghost fumes because we, uh, we had to fly back on what I call a red-eye flight. It was a shut-eye flight. It was, I mean, we shut it down. And uh, I sat in the plane, and the second I sat down, I was asleep, and we landed. And then we drove back to Thomas. and got back about 9 o'clock this morning, but I want you to know something. I am pumped about what God is going to do in 2017. Is anybody else excited and anticipant of what God's going to do? Okay, seven of you. We're going to have a great year, seven of us. But, uh, you know, I think we could sit back and say, what a year. I mean, if, if it's... Looking at the political rhetoric that we had to follow this year, we would say, what a year. I mean, the dialogue between liberal, Democrat, Republican, independent, uh, cray-cray. I mean, it was all over the map. And, and you know, it just kind of reminded me uh, that, 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 that I'm thankful that I don't put my trust in man. Amen? That I don't put my trust in who's going to occupy the White House, but the one who built everything, breathed everything into motion. The one who also knows all the hairs on my head. For some of you, that's not a big problem. But uh, just to know that God is intimately, everybody say intimately. He's intimately concerned with where you are in your life and what you're going through right now. So I want to encourage you today that God has a plan. You know, as I look at this year, I could, I could come up with one word, epic. I could say epic about this year. You know, whether it would be the progress that we made out on the property and some of the things that we've done. It might be some of the events that we've seen God allow us to be a part of. The five concert series, the Wild Game Supper. Each, of course, we saw people come to know Jesus. We should never, ever, ever become complacent about people coming to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And and beyond that, to see us set a goal just about a year ago to raise $200,000 above and beyond what God is is using to to keep this house going and to perpetuate through the budget. But above that, and and I remember the first time I said that to somebody, they looked at me and said, man, you're you're crazy. And and, and I, I think I probably am. But I think at the end of the day, we just believe in a big God. And, and to know that we didn't just achieve that goal that we set in Jesus' name, we exceeded it, and we're just, just pennies away from being at $300,000. And I'm going to share some more about, amen, yeah, just give him, him praise. Some people really stepped up. I'm going to tell you something, guys. When somebody calls you and says, hey, uh, I want to donate $60,000, uh, that, that's, that's big. I know some of y'all have that in your pockets, but I, I don't. 
And that's a lot of money. Just the other day, uh, we had a guy from Griffin, a business owner from Griffin, don't even go to our church, never been to our church that I know of. And he sent a check for $10,000 and said, hey, man, just thank you for blessing Thomaston. And, um, and hey, I hope you're clapping for the Lord because that is not normative. That is God. Amen. People don't let go of that stuff too easy. But not only the financial part of it, but just the amazing services that we had and the people behind the scenes that were working so hard uh, each week uh, just to see things that occur and the setups. And, and, and this week we want to celebrate one of those people. So Josh, you and Jessica, if y'all will stand up, you are our Northridge Volunteers of the Week. Y'all stand up and celebrate Josh and Jessica Wiles. They're going to be having a baby. Very, very soon, we're trying to get them to name him Mark, but it's not happening. But, um, or maybe it's just some spiritual, spiritual high in your life. But I want to ask you a question, you personally. I want you to ask this question yourself and not let it become rhetorical, but truly answer this question. Did I grow this year? Did I grow in the nurture and knowledge and understanding of who God is this year? Am I, am I closer to the Lord now than I was at the end of 2015? Ask yourself that question. Did I learn more scripture? Did I bury myself in the word? Was I more expectant as I, as I went to the Lord in prayer? Did I pray thinking he could or did I take it to the next level knowing that he would? See, it's not enough just to go, God, I know you can. I know you're able, but to know that he will. And I'm going to tell you, there's people in this room today that need to step over that tiny uh, proverbial line of knowing that he can, because I know we believe that, but knowing that he will. That God can open doors that no man can close. That God can open doors that you didn't even know existed. It can take you further beyond what you could ask, think, or fathom. It reminds me of a story of a lady... uh, Actually, a true story, but a lady who was one of those kind of people who was a prayer warrior. And she was on a fixed income, and and, uh, she had the screen in porch. Every morning, she'd go out and have her prayer time, and she would uh, have her coffee and such. And uh, some days became... uh, days became kind of difficult around her home and she was a single you know lady a widow and and she uh, was out one morning and and she before she went out to get her coffee she realized she didn't have any milk and she got looking through her cupboard and she realized she didn't have any any, any bread and she didn't have eggs and 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 she was just the kind of lady to just believe that God was so personally personally involved in her life that she could ask God for groceries and God would show up how many of you believe that if you ask God for groceries God can bring groceries how many of you believe that Okay, the reality is he can do anything. And he doesn't believe that our prayers are ever too feeble or ever too small. And this woman went out on the front porch and she said, as she cried out to God, she said, Holy God in heaven, in Jesus' mighty name, I pray in God that you'll bring me a gallon of milk, that you'll bring me some bread and some eggs and some cheese, and God that you will just fill my cupboard because I know that you can and I know that you will. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. And as she prayed that, this postman, who happened to be an outspoken atheist and not believer in, G- in God, he's out there placing her mail in her mailbox, and he kind of hit around the corner as yet again he hears her crying out to this God that doesn't exist. So he decides and, that he's going to go and prove once and for all that this God doesn't exist, that mankind can help mankind. They don't need some greater being in the cosmos. So he heads off to, to the store on his, gas, on his gas money and his car, on his uh, lunch break, and he goes in 
And he walks down the aisle with his buggy, taking the time. He gets milk and he gets cheese and he gets eggs and he gets bread and he puts it in the buggy. He goes to the counter. He takes his money out of his wallet. He pays for it. He checks out. He gets in his car. He goes on his time back to the house, walks to the door, knocks on the door. And he said, ma'am, I have the eggs and I have the, the milk and I have the, 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 the bread and the cheese and, and all these things that you asked for. But I want you to know that I gave it to you. She said, praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. There is no God. You need to know that I went to the store. I took the time out of my schedule to walk down the aisle. I paid for it with my cash. She looks at him again. She said, glory to God, the Lamb of God who was slain before the foundation of the world. Praise God. And he said, man, you really irritate me here. There is no God. He said, I'm going to tell you one more time. I took the time. I heard you. I overheard you crying out to a God that does not exist. And to prove that to you, I got in my car. I drove to the store. I went through the aisles. I put it in the buggy. I paid for it with my cash. I came back to your house, and I'm giving it to you, not your God. So what do you have to say to that? She says, praise God, glory to God, the lamb in the highest. She said, God, you provided, you brought me groceries, and you sent the devil to deliver it. It's all in how we look at it. You see, the reality is, are we expectant? Did we further the gospel? You know, I was riding down the road Thursday by myself. And I got this text message. And I think I have a picture of it. I want to show it to you. You may not be able to see it real good. This was a notification I got from Pandora, which is a music app that I'm able to pair up with my truck as I'm riding down the road. And I, I'm just one of those worshipers who don't sing real well in here, but in my truck, I am number one. And I can kill it. I'm singing and worshiping. I know everybody thinks I'm crazy. This is what it said. Notifications. What a year! Exclamation mark. Look at how Pandora measures what a year. You listened, Mark, to 2,681 songs. Over 235 hours of music, Mark, in 2016. Woohoo! Man, that's awesome, isn't it? Y'all want to give me a high five, don't you? Check it out. 2,681 songs over 235 hours in 2016. And then they tell me this challenge. They go, keep the music going in 2017. With Hillsong United Radio, listen now. I want to bring you a message today. Entitled, Keep the Music Going. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we come to you today thanking you, Father, that you have plans for us. And that there's an anthem, there's a song being sang in heaven, sung in heaven right now. And it's a song that's sang to you. God, keep the music of our heart in step and in beat and in key with your will for our life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I was embarrassed. 2,681 songs, 235 hours. And I began to kind of hear the Holy Spirit speak to me. He says, Mark, you're a pastor. You speak a lot. You do a lot of things. You study. But what if I had sent you a notification from heaven's throne 
allowing you to see the hours that you spent with me and me only, not to preach a sermon, not to do a devotion, not to give some kind of class, not to teach it to someone else, but just you and me spending time with me. Would you read, Mark, for that reason, 2,681 verses, would you spend, Mark, 235 uninterrupted hours with just me? What if you got that notification? What would it look like? I'm ashamed to say that I love music in, in the context of what I did in my truck. I'm ashamed to say that probably a lot of my worship is right there in my truck. And I'm, I'm not ashamed of the music. Thank God I didn't say keep listening to the music in, in ACDC or something. I would not have shown you that one. At least I'm listening to good music, right? I mean, worship is awesome. We're wired to worship. But when I tell you that, that it said to me, keep the music going, God spoke to my heart and he said, Mark, there's a song in heaven that the angelic host is singing that says, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. That's the song I want you to sing, Mark. I want you to sing a song and I want it to be four choruses. And I want to share that with you. God laid this in my heart on, on a ride in my truck by myself because for five minutes I turned the radio off. Nothing wrong with worship i think we ought to do that amen nothing wrong with christian music i think that's what we need to be playing in our cars and in our homes so that we don't invite evil into our homes because guys it is there the demonic forces are active in every way i hope you know that today and what you put in is what's coming what out but he told me he said mark keep the music going and he gave me this verse and i don't have it to throw up here i don't think jeremiah 29 11 for i know the thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not evil. To not harm you, but to give you a future and a hope. That is God of the universe told the prophet Jeremiah, a young boy, by all accounts, he said, I have a plan for you to prosper you. Watch what he said. To an expected end. I know the end before you ever take the first step towards the beginning. And he was telling him in the same way, because holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty that was and is and is to come. He's a changeless God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He cannot change. He's immutable. It is impossible for God to change. So what he spoke to Jeremiah, he is speaking to Mark today. He's speaking to Doug today. He's speaking to Chad today. He's speaking to Stephanie, to Scott, to Clint, and Bob, and, and, and Steve, and so forth and so on. He's speaking to you. He says, I have a plan for you. You. But you got to keep the music going. The Psalms make up 7% of the entire word of God. We hear songs in Matthew's gospel where the disciples sing. We heard Moses sing as he came through leaving the, the Egyptian bondage. Solomon sang. Sing of his wife in the song of Solomon. We see all of these men, King David, a man after God's own heart, sing song after song after song. The book of Psalms or songs are literally hymns and melodies and songs and instrumentation. The longest book in the entire word of God. It is so apparent to me now, having seen that, that God used something as crazy as Pandora application to let me see that God has put a new song in my heart. He wants me to sing it. Maybe it don't have lyrics. Maybe there's no need for music. Maybe it's just the heartbeat of knowing that I'm in his perfect will, that there's a future, a plan not to harm me. God doesn't want to harm you. God died for you. 
And sometimes we feel like God has forgotten us. How do you get back in? You sing a new song. Four songs I want to give you today, real quickly. Real quickly, to help you to understand what it is that God is saying to us. Number one, there's a song of praise. This year I want you to sing a song of praise. It is an outward song. The Psalms writers bear rich testimony that in joy and in sorrow and praise and even in lament, crying over loss this year. Guys, I don't know if you paid attention this year, but we lost celebrities that were at a, at a very tender age. Some of which, and this breaks my heart to say this, that did not know Jesus Christ as the Lord of their life, but had wealth and money and things that this earth could offer, and it did not satisfy And if they didn't know Jesus when they died, they went to hell and they have no hope forever and forever and forever. So me singing the song, the Psalms of the hope of the King of glory through a song of praise is my outward expression. Can you be like Daniel chapter three in Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego? Can you sing to him not only in church, but can you sing to him in the pits of life? Can you take I have decided mentality. I have decided to follow Jesus. The world is behind me. The cross is before me. No turning back. You can have the world, but give me Jesus. I have decided. I have drawn the line in the sand, and there's nothing that can move me, the Apostle Paul said. Or maybe take, not only have I, I have decided, but how about this one? How about an even if? Can you praise him even if the storms are raging in your life? Because I'm going to tell you something. The sooner we can learn to do that, the sooner we're coming out. I believe with all of my heart, we dig ourselves in deeper holes and deeper pits by murmuring. Study the children of Israel who went through this vicious cycle. God, call it, they're calling out to God, pull us out, pull us out, pull us out. He pulls them out. And then what's the first thing they say is they begin to navigate the trajectory of a 21-day walk from Egyptian bondage to the land of glory flowing with milk and honey, the promised land. What did they do? They murmured. And their murmuring placed them in a state of nothingness for 40 years walking around a mountain when in 21 days they could have been where God had them planned to be. How many times in your life Rather than singing a song of praise, do you utter a song of murmur? I want to say to you boldly today, God cannot honor murmuring. God cannot honor backbiting. God cannot honor gossiping. Hear me, hear me. You want to know what's really taboo? We, we categorically go through and say, Tim, this sin is terrible. This sin is taboo. And this is this. And this is putrid. And therefore, people who follow in those sins, we, we push them out and go, you're not welcome in the house of God. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you. You don't have to believe to belong. You don't have to behave to belong. You have to come in and whosoever will, and he will bring you in and he will wash you. Let me tell you something. I was the guy that didn't behave. I was the guy that didn't believe but thank God there was a point in the time that somebody said you can belong even though you don't have it all together I want him to come in if a guy comes in here and he smells of alcohol don't run tell one of the deacons and kick him out bring him down here and love on him 
If a guy comes in here and, and he, he lives a lifestyle or a young lady lives a lifestyle that's, that's not something that we understand or agree with, let's first understand, I don't think in one ounce of my being that anyone would choose to go through that kind of scrutiny and that kind of lifestyle. But guess what? You say, well, did God create us that way? Yeah, all of you and me were created in sin. We were all sinners separated to pray from God before we were ever born. We were sinners. I believe with all my heart, it's the love of God that's going to change the world. It's not our long, skinny, pious fingers sticking it down their throat and saying, you need to change. They can't change until the changer enters their heart. We got to love them. Sing a song of praise that says, even if I don't get that job, I'm going to praise him because he may have a better one open. Even if I don't get to go out with that guy who I really want to go out with, young lady, maybe God is shutting the door because that guy may destroy your life. Even if our church don't reach a thousand in three years or five years, we're going to praise him because here's what I know to be true. If there's 300 here today, every one of you matter as if it were 30,000. Daniel chapter 3, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said it this way. Oh, great king, speaking to Nebuchadnezzar. It says, we hear your decree that you've made to bow down when we hear the worship to your golden image. But we cannot do this. But even in our Father, our God can deliver us. But even if he don't, we will not worship you. I think God's looking for a group of people who are saying, I've decided to plant my feet in the word of God and the hope of Christ. And form around me a barrier that says, devil, you can't come in. I said this this morning, and I love it. I'm going to say it one more time. Some of y'all going to write this down. Give me credit for it, though, if you use it in public. Some of us just need to say, uh, say Satan, I'll cut you. Hear me? The Bible is sharper than any two-edged sword. It's our offensive weapon against the enemy. So sometimes when you're feeling down, just go a little gangster on him and say, I'll cut you, Satan. Psalm 105, verse 2, I got to move quick. It says, sing unto him, sing psalms unto him, talk ye of all his wondrous works. That's praise. That's a song of praise. Psalm 95 and 1, oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Aren't you glad he's a rock and not a shifting sand? Number two, real quick, not only do we need a song of praise outward, we need a song of worship. You got to encourage yourself. You're not always going to be in church. You're not always going to be in a place where a song can minister to you outwardly. You got to have inward worship. David preached a message about six, seven, eight months ago, and it was talking about how we are wired to worship something. Most of us, believe it or not, we worship self. That is the greatest and most faulty thing we worship in the world is self. The Bible says that we're to deny ourselves, to pick up our cross and follow Jesus daily. When you deny yourself, you begin to inwardly worship God. To allow him to take the throne of your own heart. Psalm 103 and verse 2 says it this way. Bless the Lord, O my soul. I love that. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all his benefits. How many of you can just testify right now and say, God has pulled me out before? 
Those of you who God has not pulled you out before, I want to meet with you after church. I want to find out what it is you're drinking. Because he's pulled you all out at one point in your life. How many of you guys pulled you out twice? Three times? How many of you feel like sometimes you just keep walking in the same stinking hole and he just keeps pulling you out? You've got to remind yourself of the benefits of what God's done in the past so that you can be fixed on what he has in store for you in the future. The enemy will lie to us. And he'll tell us that the situation that we're in today is bigger than any situation we've ever been in before. And, you know, be that as it may. We need to remind him that our God is bigger than any situation we can ever face. We need to remind him that the God of the universe who went and the stars took their place. The God of the universe who ex nihilo out of nothing said, let there be. And there was. That the God of the universe who literally took an intimate pause in his creation on the sixth day and he knelt down into the dust of the earth that he created out of nothing and he took and formed man and breathed in his nostril and he became a living soul. That that same God who created Lucifer, the one who would shine light to shine the glory, who deterred on his own free will. And the Bible says in Titus, he left his first estate. He changed what God had planned for him through free will, as do angels have. And he came over, and now as him and all the other angels, the third that left him, are doomed forever and forever and forever. They have no hope. But you and I, created in the likeness and the image of God, though we have failed him many more times as did the enemy but check it out his grace continues to cover you if that does not create an inward worship I used to hear an old preacher he would always quote Ephesians 5 and 19 speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs Listen, worship is not predicated to a red book or a blue book. Worship is not predicated to a guitar and a keyboard and lights and people swinging from the chandeliers. Or Let me tell you something. God is not interested with the genre. He's interested with the person and the posture of that heart. Here's what I believe to be true. It doesn't matter what the song is doing. What matters is what God's doing on you and on the inside of you. Any bad singers in the house? Come on, be honest. We won't judge you in here. Hold it up. We all need to sit together and unite, as Steve Fee used to say, and just let it rip. One Sunday, I'd love for the bad singers to sit right here front and center and just sing like nobody's watching. We'll film that. We'll put it out and say, y'all come to our church. Bad singers unite. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making a melody. Watch this. In your heart to the Lord. I'm afraid that we have... As the band comes, we have reduced worship to what other people do, quote unquote, for us. I don't mean to bust your bubble today, but I want to tell you that these guys are not singing to you. They're not singing for you. They're leading us in a chorus of praise. But within your own heart, you have got to ignite the song of personal worship. Lest you miss it. Thirdly, real quickly, not only is there a song of praise and a song of worship, there's a song of encouragement. I believe with all my heart that the church has got to pick up 
the baton of encouragement to lift each other up in a time of need. I've said this before and I take no joy in saying this, but I think it goes worth saying again. The inner city worst of the worst gangsters in Detroit, L.A., Atlanta, they won't leave a fallen man behind. Did you know that? One of their dead gets shot by a drive-by. They'll run out into the street and they'll get them and they'll bring them out. The hell's angels, for goodness sakes, will die for their brother. And a lot of times in the, in the faith circles, we see somebody fall, what do we do? I knew he wouldn't last. You see somebody that's gone to jail and they get that jailhouse religion, they come out and they keep going to the same mistakes. What do you say? I knew it wouldn't last. And they do it again and they do it again and again and they keep coming out and yeah, I knew it wasn't real. What if, what if we would do something a little different? What if when they came out, we embraced them? We encouraged them. You know, Paul and Silas went to jail. Did you know that? Did you know the apostles went to jail? Did you know every one of the disciples, notwithstanding the apostle John, were put to death by capital punishment? Did you know that? Burnt in tar, filleted alive, crucified upside down, thrown from a building, stoned. Maybe if we were just encouragers of the people as they begin to fall, instead of stepping over their dead and dying body, that we would turn and take time to pick them up and say, Hey, I want to introduce you to Psalm 3, the lifter of your head, and his name is Jesus. If we would sing a song. A song of encouragement. Colossians 3 and 16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another. In psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. James 5 and 13 says, Any afflicted, pray for them. Any merry, let him sing greatest thing you ever seen somebody who was just real timid but then you put them on the stage and they sing like nobody's business you ever seen anybody like that they're all timid they can't even talk to you off the stage they get up here and they just maybe i need to quit talking out there and i get up here and sing it's because when they get up here they're not singing or talking to you and i they have but an audience of one They're singing to the one who's worthy. And then finally, finally, the fourth song that we were singing this year. And I love this one. I got to tell you, this is my favorite one. I put down beside here, you go, boy. A song. A song of the redeemed. You see, I can give him my praise. That's outward to him. I can give him my worship. That's inward. That's for me. You see, it's not until I recognize him as the one who's due my worship and praise outwardly that I can finally be okay with me. The reason some of you don't like you is because you don't know who you are in him. You're broken. And the enemy's lied to you and you have bought it. Hook, line, and sinker. That you're but a used good. You're no good. Some of us are scared to take that. I have decided I don't even care. 
because they're concerned about what other people would think. Let me tell you something. When you praise him and you have inward worship and you encourage others, he says, let a man humble himself before the mighty hand of God and in due time, he will lift you up. But if a man would exalt himself, God will humiliate you. He will abase you. He will put you down on your face. Oh, yeah, it says that. But you know what? Stephanie and I were talking about this the other day. Do you know what? You know what we like? And you do. You don't even have to acknowledge this. Do you know what you like to talk about? You know what you like to talk about when you're talking with a friend? You know what you like to talk about? You like to talk about you. We like to hear, hey, good job, Sean. Stacy, that's it, man. You're awesome. You know, Jan Dukes, you're amazing. And you're such a great wife and mom. And I'm not kidding. You really are, especially with Steve. I give you credit, honestly. Steve's like, yeah. People like to hear about themselves. So let me tell you something. Give them encouragement. It'll lift them up. And maybe they'll turn their affection towards the holy God. But let me read this to you. My lips shall greatly rejoice. Everybody say greatly. Say it one more time. Say greatly. My lips will, shall greatly rejoice when I sing unto thee and my soul which thou hast redeemed. To which I say praise the Lamb of God. My soul has been redeemed. Do you know what that means? It means that you and I have been bought. Off the slave market to be set free in Jesus. You want to get a grab, grab a hold of that? Read Hosea and find out how he had, he had to buy his wife back off the slave market in the prostitution ring. And I want, to lend, I want to end with this one. This is one that I quote often, but I want to finish with Psalm 40, verses 1 through 3. If you want to just jot this down in your mind, I'd love for you to meditate on this tonight and in the days and weeks to come. David was a psalmist, a songwriter, a musician. He played a harp before kings and no uh, nobility. Was anointed as a young ruddy, the Bible says, a young ruddy shepherd boy. He was anointed to be the king of Israel. But it wasn't for many years later that he stepped into that kingship. The Bible says he's a man after God's own heart. He's the only one in the Bible that's called that that name and yet you know the story he he utterly and absolutely failed not only his wife not only Bathsheba not only murdering Uriah by sending him to the front of the battle lines and having him having him assassinated his son died at the hands of his sin his other son Absalom turned and defected and went against him and propelled him out of the kingdom. The kingdom suffered because of this man after God's own heart. Yet God said, there will be no end to your throne. It will never end, David, because there's one coming. Out of the root of David, and his name is Jesus, and he's the Messiah. He is the anointed one. And despite the fact that you messed up royally, guess what? I'm still going to use your name in the context of great lineage to come. And in his mess up, he sang a song of the redeemed. He sang it. He didn't quote it. To the chief musician, a psalm of David. I waited patiently on the Lord. And he inclined unto me. He's saying that God on his throne leaned in. 
He didn't just stand up and say, what do you want now? He leaned into him. What do you want now? Because I'm listening to you. I'm here for you. I am your God. And I am your Father. And I love you in spite of you. Because I am going to use your name to bring forth greatness that's going to redeem the world. He said, I cried unto the Lord. Have you ever just cried unto God? If you hadn't, maybe you need to cry unto God. I waited patiently for the Lord. And he inclined unto me and he heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit. A pit is a grave, if you will, when all you can do is look up. Maybe sometimes you've been placed in a pit because that's what God wants you to see. Look into the hills. My help doesn't come from the hills. My help comes from the Lord. He pulled me out of a horrible pit and out of the miry clay. The the word translation there is is like quicksand. It's entrapped me. It's it's encompassed me about. David writes in another psalm. He said, "Don't, don't cast your spirit far from me, but come to me and wrap around me and encompass me about. Mary Clay, and he set my feet upon a rock, and he established my goings. He told Jeremiah, I know where you're going before you ever start walking. He told David that, and he's telling you today. And then in verse 3, this is the one I love. I got to get through this one. And he put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear, and because of my song of redemption, many shall trust the Lord. Do you see that God doesn't arbitrarily just let you go through heartache and difficulty? He does it so that others may see God through you. That they may be redeemed because of your song. What song are you singing today, church? I want you to sing the song that has no words. But the heavenly host hears it on perfect key right octave in the chorus is so angelic and so beautiful that the heavenly host arises worthy worthy is the lamb of God who was slain before the foundation of of the earth who came and pursued me he pulled me out of the pit of sin and of destitute and depravity and he set my feet upon a rock and I shall not be moved The storms may come, but I'm as the wise man who built my house upon a rock. And he established my goings. He became the light at my feet, the lamp into my feet, the light into my path. That each step I take, he's just giving me a little more to see. He doesn't want me to see down there. He wants me to be the, but now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. He wants me to trust in him. 2017 can change you forever if you trust God with everything every head bowed and every eye closed do you know him that way do you know the song of the redeemed today have you been redeemed have you been washed by the blood of Jesus have you been purged of your iniquities have you been forgiven from your sin has it been cast as far as the east is from the west never to be mentioned again have you been set free if you have not would you pray with me right now from your heart to God father in heaven I'm a sinner, but I believe in the redemption of Jesus Christ, the finished work on the cross. Dear God, save me. Jesus, be the Lord of my life. Help me to live for you.
to the day you call me home. In Jesus' name I pray. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you prayed that today or something like it in faith today, by His grace you've been born again. Would you lift your hand and say, Mark, I pray today and invited Jesus into my heart. Lift your hand up right now. Lift it up high. God bless you, ma'am. Anyone else? Lift it up high. Looking around the room. Hold it up for just a moment. Let me see. How many of you can say, Mark, I've not been singing those songs. I've not been singing a song of praise. Lift your hand. Lift your hand. And I've been giving God the adoration that he's due. Hold your hand up for just a minute. Keep it up. I've not been singing a song of worship, Mark. I've not been inwardly focused on who he is in my life and who I am in him. Lift your hand up and say, Mark, I've not been identifying with that. Come on, be honest with God in 2017. How many of you have not sang a song of encouragement in so long because you don't want to keep seeing others get ahead while all the while you fall behind? I want you to know God. I want you to know, guys, that God can lift your head today and he can propel you further than you can ever fathom. And if you've not sang the song of the redeemed, I want you to just sing today. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. If you prayed and invited Jesus into your heart today, I want you right now, right now, without hesitation, every head bowed and every eye closed, I want you to stand to your feet, come to this altar, let somebody pray with you. That's it. You've got to take a step for him in here or you're never going to live for him out there. Mark, you put me on the spot. Yes, I am. Come. If you invited Jesus in your heart, just walk the aisle. Let somebody pray with you. Stephanie, if you will, come pray with this young lady. Just pray with her. Anybody else? Anybody else? I'm putting you on the spot. 2017, we're not playing games, man. We're going to get bold. Husbands, wives, how many of you feel like you're in a, a broken relationship? You don't have to raise your hand. Maybe single people here today looking for that person. They want to get that person that God's chosen. Won't you come right now and give them a song of praise and say, I praise you now. I praise you in the storm. I praise you in the without. Some of you going off to school, to college. You want God to guide your steps? Why don't you come? I'll tell you this. Let's do this. On the count of three, I want everyone to stand up. And if God has moved you in any way today, I want you to come and shake my hand and just say, God is worthy. On the count of three, stand to your feet. One, two, three. Y'all stand. Whatever God's called you to do, I want you to come. Just come now and watch God do greater than you can ever fathom.